Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host Vivi and in this episode we're talking about chasing happiness on a hormonal level with Sarah Longoria, the founder of Hey You Human and the creator of the Rapid Relief Technique. She combined her background in biomedical science, neurophysiology and energetics and obviously her own life experience and discovered a new method of healing trauma, getting relief from all the things we don't want in life and became a master at creating exactly what we want. She also realized that she didn't need to settle for less than everything, and neither do you. I'm so excited to have Zara here today, because we're not only talking about happiness and travel, but also really understanding our hormones and how our hormones are influencing the way we travel. Let's get started and dive right in. So the first question that I have for you, and I've got this asked from quite a bunch of people when actually they knew that you're coming on. They're oh, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like everyone is talking about having the travel bug. Yeah. So do you feel that having the travel bug is actually you being addicted to the travel? Uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot to that question, right? Because I think that a lot of things can happen sometimes when we're really wanting to travel. I think that one, it can be just this whole societal projection along the idea that travel is the thing to do. Be a jet setter, get on a plane. It's going to make you happy. That. And then I think there's also an escapism in it. I think that we spend so much time not living in our normal life that we've been sold this construct that when we travel, we live and people get really attached to that and then they get addicted to it. Like you said, because it's like, okay, now I'm back in real life. And let's be honest, when you travel, a lot of things get taken care of for you differently. Definitely. you know, like I think sometimes think when we travel with the kids, it's like, I sometimes think like, God, why does it like, why does it seem so easy when we're away? But then I think, okay, I literally have not had to go grocery shopping. I literally have not had to cook a meal. I literally have not had to make a lunch. I literally, you know, like it's like all of a sudden the day-to-day things just disappear. And so I find that people often get into this Oh, I got to go back to life, live life. And they're like living for the travel. And it does become very addictive instead of learning to make our, our like everyday life that, you know, where it's always like when we're traveling and that's what I always try to do. I always try to be like, okay, traveling is this cool. How do I make everyday life like this just was? I love that. How were you able to make your everyday life more like the travel? Because the travel, it's so easy to achieve that. Like there's so many new things, you know, new experiences, new people. You literally go out and it's just new, 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 fun and exciting. Yeah. But at home, it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> it is. I think two things. I think one, you can make home new, 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 easy. We just don't. You know, you can cook different things. You can wear different things. You can go have a picnic in your backyard. 
you can do a lot of things that we just don't think about. Like yeah. we just don't think about. We just get, I think sometimes travel takes you out of the routine. And so it makes you think differently. And it's kind of like, you just have to bring that back to your home space. Like, how could I actually just do this differently? You know, what if I just ate, what if we ate dinner at a different time? What if we ate dinner outside? What if I packed something different? What if I changed up what I'm making for dinner? You know, you can do really small things. And we've brought a lot of that back into our world. The other thing is saying no to a lot of things that are just keeping you busy and also getting help with things around the house. We don't do. And sometimes they're not even expensive. You know, I've been like at war with my backyard, which I can see right here from my office window. It's a huge backyard, lots of plants, lots of work. And it's like, I've been at war trying to like get over. And I finally, I was like, why don't I just like have somebody come do this? And then you get somebody out here and it's like, it doesn't even cost as much as you thought it would. And then it's like done. Yeah. And so we make all these excuses up as to why we can't live our lives, how we want to live our lives. When sometimes we just need to just do it. Would you say all the people that are chasing the travel and trying to take a year off and go out and explore are actually just trying to escape their normal life? I don't know if I would say all the people, but I would say that a lot of people are that we're running. We're running. We are a, especially I think in the more privileged group of humans that have access to more disposable income and stuff like that. I think that we're running and we're trying to find happiness. And in trying to find happiness, we're, we're searching in the external world for it. Oh, if I just take a year off of this, if I just take a break, if I travel here, if I do this, where I think you have to find happiness at home first, just like a human, you have to find happiness inside before you find happiness outside. I think in a sense, you have to find happiness at home before you're really going to find happiness traveling. And I know I have found that for myself. I used to travel a whole lot to escape, to just like get away from the mundane of life, from my kids, from feeling trapped in a you know, family unit in a way mm -hmm. when I just wanted to run free. And it really wasn't until I really made peace with the family unit and being home and finding just joy in the day-to-day -day life that travel was no longer like an escape or a chase or like I have to travel. It was more just like something fun to do. Just like another part of my existence. Okay. And when you can't travel, I don't feel like my husband's dad has been sick and isn't doing well. And so we've been here. We have plans to travel this fall and we just haven't. And I look back and think, you know, two years ago, I would have been devastated. Like it would have derailed me to not be able to do all my usual travel that I would do right now, you know, missing a few of the mastermind things I do. And I'm just like, well, whatever. Here we are. It's fine. It's like a completely different experience. It's like, I know the world's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. France isn't going anywhere. It's been there for, I don't even know how long. Like, there's no urgency here. And that is so important. So if someone is asking, 
well, that's great that you were able to do that. How do I make peace with myself and find the happiness in myself? Or where do I start to get to the point that I can just enjoy my life like you do? What right. would I say? Vivi, you've been in our world for a long time. So Absolutely. I would say, just go check out our whole, all of our work that we do at Hey You Human and start falling down the rabbit hole. You know, that's a whole other podcast of all the work we do. But And I know when you originally asked me to do this, we had talked a little bit about talking about the hormones and whatnot of it. And part of it really is, I mean, there's definitely the emotional component to it of really having to start kind of clearing out all the stuff the world has told us that we want. But the other thing, and this is hard for us humans, is really coming off the dopamine, is really coming off this high that we have been, gosh, just addicted to. You know, there's nothing wrong with new stuff. There's nothing wrong with exciting things. But when we can no longer find pleasure in just our day to day, we're very often kind of addicted to the dopamine that our brain just keeps pumping out. And in order for dopamine to keep pumping out, it needs to be stimulated and stimulation needs to occur in something new and exciting or something we haven't seen before, something that's really fast or different colors. And then it gets to where you are literally chasing your happiness because you can't truly find happiness when you're jacked up on dopamine. Like literally based on how the hormones work, the happy hormones, which are your endorphins and your prolactin and your oxytocin, those things that just make you like find just like connection and joy in this life. A lot of them are literally prohibited when dopamine is acting. And then you need more dopamine and more dopamine to actually hit your endorphins, which is what you're really after. And so once you come off that dopamine, you can finally just find natural endorphins, which literally you can find just from like getting a hug from somebody or drinking a great glass of juice and being like, oh my God, this was so good. It's like we rebalance out. And that's just a process. I mean, that's a process of almost in a sense, kind of stopping ourselves, like pulling the plug on all the dopamine things and just like being for a moment and letting all the emotions come out of us because there will be emotions that come up when we go off of the dopamine. A lot of people almost are like, I think I'm depressed. I'm like, you're not depressed. You're just coming off dopamine. Give it a second. It's like coming off a drug. It really is. Like it's like coming off a drug. You don't feel right. You feel grouchy. You feel irritable. You just want to go get another hit on social media because you know you'll just feel better. And it's like this couple weeks thing of just letting all the emotions come up, all the irritability come out and coming back to a little bit more balanced place and then really sitting down. And then you can kind of ask yourself, like, what do I actually want here? Like, do I actually want to travel the world? Because a lot of people I find go and do that and they're like, traveling so stressful. I thought I wanted to travel, but oh my God, this is so stressful. Like I needed a vacation after my travel. And it's I totally like, agree. right. And it's like, well, you might not be traveling for the right reason. If that's it, if it's more the fear of missing out the, you know, must do, must live this extraordinary life, must have moment upon moments of everything, you know, like this, this hyperactive environment where we're taught is what getting the most out of your life really is. Yeah, the Instagrammable, click-worthy, like, oh my God, look at all the cool experiences you had, that kind yeah. of, yeah. And I'll tell you too, you know, it's funny with the whole social media thing, like 
there was a point when I was traveling and doing stuff where I really started to realize, oh my God, I think I'm traveling for Instagram content. Yeah. Like not even traveling because like, I want to be here. I'm literally traveling because I need Instagram content and my people will like this. And, you know, I was like, this is not, this is not why I should want to travel. Oh yeah. And there's so many travel bloggers that actually live this kind of life. And then you meet them, you're like, oh my God, their content looks amazing. And you meet them and they're just like literally chasing the best shot. And if they don't get the best million dollar, million click shot, they're so upset and they just keep on chasing the next shot, but they actually don't enjoy themselves in the process of taking the picture and of being in the place. Yeah, it's the truth. Because travel isn't about the pictures. It's not about any of it. It's about being there and experiencing the culture and the environment and the earth and the beauty Mm -hmm. place. I think that when you go from that perspective, you also set yourself up with a ton of expectations and you tend to be disappointed. And I see that so much with people, right? They set up all these expectations of what this vacation is going to look like. And it's like, They're just disappointed one after another. And my favorite things, like, you know, this last trip we took to Costa Rica, like, we really did not, we just didn't even plan anything. We rented a car. We knew where we were staying, like, hotel-wise, but we didn't really even plan anything. And we just took it day by day and just did whatever we wanted. And that was so fun because we had no expectations. There was no, oh, we must do all of these things before we leave. It was like... Well, Costa Rica is not going anywhere. You can always come back. We can come back. And I feel I had that after like seven years of pretty much nonstop traveling and then stopping for the pandemic. It was so hard for me to actually enjoy being here. Like, this is so boring. What can we do? Even, you know, doing the picnic in the snow and doing all the little everyday adventures. I'm like, it's just not the same. And it just got me so frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Just as you said. So it's so interesting to see how that actually plays its own role. It is. And it's and it's a balance. You know, like I always say I have to leave where I live like every four to six weeks. Like it's just like necessary, even if it's just going two hours away, because I do love new and and everything like that. But I pay attention when I'm really having the that issue of finding life and love and joy just in the moment I like, whoa, check yourself, girl. It's not a problem if you want to travel every other week. Like that's not the issue. The issue is, are you also able to just find joy wherever you are as well? This episode is brought to you by our travel planning workshop. The travel planning workshop is the perfect way to learn how to plan travel as easily, effortlessly, and effectively. So there's no stress or overwhelm involved at all. And we all know that once we get into travel planning, it can really suck up some time and take a really long time to browse through the internet and find the best places to visit. And most of the time, we still end up with simply the best 10 things to do in destination makes and honestly there is so much more to see and explore depending on who we are and what we like 
So in this workshop, we are showing you how to plan a trip of a lifetime with every trip that you take. Find the link in the show notes to join the travel planning workshop today. And what we teach you in the travel planning workshop is also super easy to apply for your everyday adventures, no matter if you're traveling or if you're staying at home. Would you say it's possible to live life fully just being in one place? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Like, I think that we look at the human experience as such a finite thing. It starts today, it ends in 50 to 80 years, and we must live it to the fullest or like we wasted our life. But you don't know that. Yeah. Like, you don't know it all what your point, your purpose, your reason for being on this planet is. You have no idea how many times you may do this human experience. You have no idea. You have no idea. And so I think that when we release the expectations, when we release the ideal that this life is supposed to be these like extraordinary, mind-blowing moment after moment after moment, and that those mind-blowing moments can only be found in, you know, these extravagant type things, I think we realize that everything around, like, you can be completely satisfied exactly where you are. Like, not that I don't want more and more experiences, but I've really come to a place in my life where, like, if this is it, this is it. I can literally be happy here right now if this is my life, if I'm going to. And I remember the last couple of times we traveled to being like, you know, could I just like live here and be and just be okay with it? I could. I don't think it's necessarily my purpose or like what I really am designed to do. I think that's why I always get the itch to move. Yeah. But I think that you can. And I think we're all different. I think some people want to wake up and do the exact same thing every day until the day they die. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think there's other people that wake up and want to do the same thing sometimes and want to do new things sometimes. And I think there's some people that wake up and they want to do new things every single day and just constantly want to move and go. And that's okay too. Like we're all different. And I think it's up to us to really figure out what do we actually want? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like my mom was telling me the other day, she was saying, you know, I know everybody says that you're supposed to like retire and travel and do all this. But she's like, like, we don't want to. She's like, I don't really want to see the world. Like, I don't really care to see the world. And like, don't. Yeah. You know, like to her, it's like, and they live on an island in the middle of Lake Erie in Ohio, where there's like a population of 35. Like, there's like nothing. And they love it. They love the seclusion. They love the quiet. They love it. But sometimes they get like into their heads like, wait, should I be wanting more? Is there something wrong with us? And it's like, no. Are you happy? Yes. Do you love this? Yes. Then stop listening to those people over there being like, don't you want more? Don't you want to do something else? Because they might, but the other ones might not want to. Oh, yeah. And that's the beauty of the world that we're all so different, that we want different things. Yeah. So what would you say to the people that are literally chasing the adrenaline experiences, like 
the skydiving and the diving with the sharks and the whitewater rafting and like looking for that adrenaline rush. You know, I would say that if it lights up your soul and it makes you so happy and when you're not doing that, you still are at peace and loving life, go for it. But if you're finding yourself skydiving and mountain biking and doing all these things. And then in the in-between, you're like, oh, this life sucks. I think you have some work to do around really coming back to you and finding you and finding happiness just being with yourself. Because a lot of times that's like running from ourselves, right? We're running from our demons. We're running from our emotions. We're running from truly knowing ourselves, which truly is the greatest adventure of this existence. If you're chasing adrenaline, what you're actually looking for is a deep relationship and connection with yourself, but you're scared. And so you're running from it because the greatest adventure, the the main reason we're all here is for that. The adventure of a lifetime, finding out who you are, getting to know yourself, clearing away everything standing in the way from it, and then going to live as you. Oh, yeah. And I love how you develop that work that you do with with Hey You Human and how you were actually able to create that in a much deeper and much more beautiful level in a way that actually works, not how most people are just superficially making it work. It makes sense to people, you know, like makes sense. It's not like I feel like we you're either like on one route of finding yourself is like the very superficial self-love. And then the other route, I think, sometimes gets like almost like too weird and hippie spiritual for people where it's like, what? Ayahuasca and ceremony and mm," and that's kind of how I was like, I was like, wait, this is like all like weird and superficial and not real. And then, no, I don't want to go to the jungles of Tibet and take something that makes me vomit for three days and see like my 45 past lives. And no, that mm, that's not me either. You know, so it was like, what does this look like for just like a normal human like me who is just a normal human? Like, (laughs) I just am like such a normal human. I like to live in a house, eat normal food, drink normal water, live in the normalness of this world. Like, how do we find ourselves, come back to ourselves, do this whole spiritual journey, which I don't even really call it a spiritual journey. I think it's more of a human journey, like coming back into the human and learning how to be human oh yeah and especially not needing to follow all the routines and doing all the things that they tell you to do and if you mess up or you forget one day you're doomed anyways all right right because I feel like so many of us have been there where it's like must wake up at 5 a.m and do yoga and then meditate and do my gratitude practices and then my kundalini yoga and then this and it's like exhausting. And then you don't wake up that one day and then you're like a hot mess for the whole day. But you know, this world's a beautiful place and it's meant to be connected with and it's meant to be enjoyed and it's meant to be explored. But if you're not doing it as yourself, like you're missing the whole point in a way. That was so beautifully said, Sarah. I love it. One last question I have for you. What does living life fully mean to you? I feel like people never like my answer to this. (laughs) Because to me, living life fully means you're fully immersed in all the things. You're fully immersed in your tears. You're fully immersed in your joy. You're fully immersed in your grief. You're fully immersed in 
everything. When something happens in the world that breaks your heart, you don't turn away. You fully immerse yourself in it and you fully live it and know it and understand it. And when something brings you joy, you fully live it and understand it and move through it. I think that so many of us aren't living because we think living your life to the fullest means doing a million things in the external world and checking off this big, long bucket list. Yeah. But when you check off a list, you didn't live. Like, did you live? Did you love? Did you cry? Did you feel? Did you connect? Did you know yourself? Did you know your partner? Did you know your people? Did you know them? Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, it's like you missed the whole point of living. Yeah. Like living has nothing to do with doing. Living has to do with feeling and the fullness is in feeling it fully. Mm. I do love your answer, but also I'm biased because I've been in your world. (laughs) The emotional work with me. A lot of people are like, wait, so living's like crying and what? And I'm like, yes. And if you're not feeling those things, you're not feeling the other things because it's all one big spectrum and circle. Kind of like you can't make green without blue and yellow. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't happen right? It just doesn't happen. Like you can't make happiness without sorrow and grief. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't exist. And we miss that part of living. We are extremely full spectrum, emotional human beings and our body emotes to evolve. Our body emotes to rebalance. Our body emotes to learn. Our body emotes to expand. And we stop most of that because we believe the only emoting that's good is this like high vibe, excited, stimulated state, which just is one color in a full rainbow of colors. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was so beautiful, as always. Definitely link all of your links and send all the people to Hey You Human because that's the place to be. It is the place to be if you want to learn how to fully live. Thank you for listening to Explore to Evolve. It was a pleasure having Sarah here with us today. If you want to find out more about Sarah, Hey You Human, and the rapid relief technique check out heyyouhuman.com links in the show notes and if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends and family so they can benefit and learn from how hormones influence us and how we are chasing happiness thank you so much for listening again and i see you next week